You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. He will revive me again. It's the title of this devotion. You know, when you read through the scriptures, in the life of David, for example, of course, we can mention many others, you see how the Lord revives his own who stay loyal to him. You see, it says in Second Chronicles 16, verse 9, I think it is, that the eyes of the Lord run through and fro throughout the whole earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Being loyal to God does not mean you don't have a moment that you can just stumble and feel it will never happen. Those feelings are like the clouds. They evaporate in the sun of the living word of God. You can have those feelings in your flesh of despair and the next moment you feel you can take a mountain. You have that feeling of you'll never survive and the next moment you're ready to do the most impossible. You see, those feelings can be there. You can feel cold and put on the jacket and feel too hot. Feelings, they come and go, but the word of the Lord never changes. It stays faithful and loyal, true faithfulness of heart comes through the word having dominance of your heart and mind that yes you can say lord in my flesh i feel i'm i'm finished i'm done in my flesh i feel i'm over the the next step is the grave and yet in your word i believe i will live and not die i remember being at the house of a dear pastor friend of mine in this country Pastor Apple is his name. He's a phenomenal man of God. Steve and his wife Esther Apple, incredible church, uh, the nation's uh, church in uh, Wolverhampton. And I happened to be at his dad's house visiting Pastor Apple some years ago. And as I was leaving and I shook the, his dad's, Pastor Apple's uh, dad's hand, the word of the Lord came to me and I said, the Lord says, you will live and not die. He looked at me like, Robert, what do you mean? I feel wonderful. I, and I could see he was wondering. I said, brother, the Lord says, you will live and not die. And then a third time he said, brother, the Lord says, you will live and not die. And, and yeah, amen, amen. I mean, he thought, I don't know what he means. And I visited some time later and he told me, he said, Pastor Robert, he said, all of a sudden, I had a physical attack. And when I went to see the doctor, he said, okay, it's done. And that word came to me, I will live and not die. And I thought, no, no, yes, naturally speaking, it, it might be true what the doctor says, and it's over. But the word of the Lord overrules. The word of the Lord reigns. The word of the Lord the word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, all things were made. By the word of the Lord, all things are held in position. You read about this in John chapter 1, in Hebrews chapter 1, and many other places. And nothing exists that can be seen that came by the things visible, but by the word of God, it says in Hebrews 11. So, folks, we know the word of God 
is absolute authority and power. And when your heart and when your mind and when your circumstances have a certain verdict, it may absolutely be true, naturally speaking, but the word of the Lord can overrule it. The word of the Lord, but the word, but the word. No, but the word. And friends, today, I want to say you will revive again. You will. He will revive me again. So here, I take you to one of my dear Psalms 71. Oh, I love this Psalm. It's helped me so much. And David begins this Psalm by saying, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. And then I'm just going to pick a couple of verses, too long of a psalm to read it all. Be my strong refuge, verse 3, to which I may resort continuously. Deliver me, verse 4, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. By you I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. Oof, my, I love these thoughts. That just charges me to say, no, I am not going to act in this trial, in these challenges, in these needs, as if God doesn't exist and as, as if God doesn't care. I will not do it. I'm not going to act that way, think that way, feel that way. No, I have been upheld by you from birth. You took me out of my mother's womb. I will praise you continuously. Praising God and saying, Father, I don't know what to do about this, but I trust in you. I know, my God, you have been faithful. You have done this. You have done that. You have done this. You have done that. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I th you see, the praise, you're praising God about the answer because God is reviving you. Do you see that often being revived again comes at a moment of realization that everything is impossible again? Often, the reviving again comes at a moment of realization that everything is impossible, hopeless, and that despair is to be your master. And yet you say, Lord, you've done this. Lord, you've done that. Lord, you did it when I didn't deserve it. Lord, you did it when I shouldn't have had it, but you did it anyway because of your great mercies and great loving kindness. And you begin to think about everything the Lord is doing and you're being revived. I have become a wonder to many. I'm a miracle, he says in the Living Bible, to many. But you are my strong refuge. Let my mouth be filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. Do not cast me off in a time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. <clears throat> Lord, now that I'm old and I'm tired, and I don't have the same zeal and I don't have the same passion. Oh Lord, I used to pray for hours and now I've, I find it hard work just to pray for a few minutes. But Lord, you are the same. And I'm not saying as you get old that you can't pray long. That was not my point. But sometimes the physical strength will maybe not allow you to pray like you used to. 
but that doesn't mean it's not as powerful. Oh, the treasures of glory in you will burst forth with the renewing, reviving anointing. He says, Lord, I will hope continuously, verse 14, I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and salvation all the day, for I do not know their limits. I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will make mention of your righteousness. O God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day, I declare your wondrous works, your miracles. Now, when I'm old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to everyone who is to come. Also, your righteousness, O God, is very high you've done great things oh God who is like you you who have shown me great and severe troubles shall revive me again the title of this devotion and bring me up again from the depths of the earth you shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side oh and then he goes on into a praise frenzy I love a good Holy Ghost praise frenzy where you just can't but weep and worship and say faithful, faithful and true our Lord you've been good to me Lord you've been good to me Lord you've been merciful to me you took me out of the pit of destruction and put my feet upon a solid rock and placed a new song in my mouth and I believe you're giving me a new song you are reviving me again you're reviving me come on let the Holy Ghost spark your fires inside and Turn up the Holy Ghost heat and revive you again for you will revive and be restored and see greater things than you've ever seen and see greater wonders and see greater miracles. Come on, again, again, again. Rise up, arise and shine for your light has come for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Do not fret, do not be afraid. Trust in the Lord and do what is good in his sight. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Here, Psalm 37, verse 4. Commit. Come on. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Trust and wait on the Lord. Come on, delight yourself in the Lord. You see, like I said a moment ago, revival often comes in a moment when we're confronted with the reality we can't see our way through. Nothing is changing. I don't know what to do. That's often the signal. When that realization hits us that we're being revived again. In Psalm 3, David is in the most dire moment of his life. You see, it's one thing to have that promise of God that you would be the king and have that anointing and have an evil King Saul fighting you tooth and nail and then going through the valleys of those experiences that can be so heavily painful. It's another thing when you have come into the fulfillment of the promise and it's all being thrown away by your stupidity. It's all being thrown away by your lustful nying for Bathsheba. 
and the murderers thought to destroy your husband and have him killed, and you've thrown it all away. That's another level of pain, folks. That's another level of discouragement. That's another level of despair. And many people don't know how to get out of that kind of pain and despair. They don't know how to revive again. They don't know how. Because the despair causes them to not want to read the Word. It causes them not to want to pray. It causes them not want to connect with those who have this spirit of faith that I'm sharing with you today, that God will revive me again. And they, they don't know how to revive again. They don't know how to recover. But David is showing you how you can recover because he recovered. And God says in Isaiah 55, I'm ready. I'm ready to give you the same mercy I showed King David. Therefore, forsake your thoughts, O you unrighteous. Forsake your ways, O you wicked. Come to me. I'm standing ready with mercy and I will abundantly pardon you. Read it there in Isaiah 55 or 6 and 7. And David shows you how you can recover because while David was in this most painful moment of his life, he says, Lord, how, Psalm 3 verse, Psalm 3, verse 1, Oh Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Many, they don't have the faith I can recover. They do not have the faith I will revive. He will revive me again. They don't have that faith that God will revive me again. That, yeah, it's helpful for him now. <laughs> no, he'll never, never. See, many. Folks, we're living in such days today that we need to rediscover that God can cause us to recover and that He will revive us again. David says, many say, there is no help for me with God. But look what David says. He shows you the way. He says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me my glory and the one who lifts my head. I've cried to the Lord with my voice and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. Oh, arise, oh Lord, save me, oh my God. You see, David was a man who understood how to recover. He understood and he has been given by God to you and me to have faith that he will revive me again. Come on, come on. Let's believe God that your best days are not behind you. Even if you through terrible silliness and horrible mistakes threw it all away and the pain of that failure is shouting at you from every direction what people got wounded by what you did. Their trust in you, their faith in you got so wounded and you've caused so many to stumble because of your mistake. Now, come on, let the Holy Ghost, let the Father of mercies, let the God of all grace revive you again 
If God can cause David to recover, He in His mercy and grace can cause you to recover, but you have to follow David and totally yield to the Lord and say, Father, you are my everything. I have nothing in heaven but you. There's no one I know to go to but you. I surrender, my Father. I submit to you, my Father. I take responsibility, ownership for what I did was wrong. I repent, Father. I turn to you in repentance and remorse. Oh, my God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And I tell you the truth. Your loving Heavenly Father will not fail to save you. David is crying out to God in deep remorse and repentance in Psalm 41. And he says there in verse 4, okay, verse 4, I said, Lord, be merciful to me. Heal my soul for I've sinned against you. My enemies speak evil of me. When will he die and his name perish? And if he comes to see me, he speaks lies. His heart gathers iniquity to itself. When he goes out, he tells it. In other words, when he comes, he talks all smooth, but he's only gathering information to gossip about me is what he's saying. All who hate me whisper together against me. Against me, they devise my hurt. An evil disease, they say, clings to him. And now that he lies down, he will rise up no more. Even my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be merciful to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you are well pleased with me because my enemy does not triumph over me. As for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set me before your face forever. My goodness, my goodness, does David show you the way? And you know, I many, many years ago knew about a man of God who had really made a horrible mess of it terrible mess and made some terrible wrong choices and the destruction like it came upon David from Absalom came upon him from every direction and I was in prayer crying to God for that man I was crying for him and crying to God about his ministry and God spoke to me and gave me this verse here he gave me this verse verse 11 of Psalm 41 by this I know you are well pleased with me because my enemy does not triumph over me. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and says, I'm not handing him over to his enemies. I will revive him again. Friends, God seeks to glorify his name in the earth, but it doesn't come through the proud, through the arrogant, through the self-sufficient, it doesn't come through the man who's never made a mistake as such. No, friends, it's often the lowly. It's often the one who has nothing to boast about through whom the Lord glorifies his name. Paul says, you look at yourselves. There are not many wise among you to whom the Lord shows himself strong. There are not many mighty, not many wealthy among you. And you see, what God seeks to exalt his name together Come on, if for no other reason than for the glory of God 
let God revive you again. Say, Father, revive me again, and I will live to your praise and to your glory. I will live to your honor. I will live to your praise for the rest of my days. I will let everybody know that you did it, Lord. I know I don't deserve it, but your mercies are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. Let me close this precious devotion uh, with two verses. Isaiah 33, verse 10. Isaiah 33, verse 10 and 41, verse 10. Now I will rise, says the Lord. Now I will rise, says the Lord. Now I will be exalted. Now I will lift myself up. Oh, I believe that the Lord wants to glorify his name through lives that have been broken down through their own maybe ill choices and that the Lord wants to glorify himself. He will revive me again. Take this to heart. Father, you will revive me again so that I may live to the praise and the glory of your grace. Like Paul would say in Ephesians 3 verse 8, I who am the least of all the saints, this grace has been given to make known the unsearchable riches of Christ. So the Lord says to you in closing, Isaiah 41, verse 10, right? Oh, I love this, this, this verse. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen? Have a good day.